fortunate to have with us today professor abjit banerji the winner of this year's nobel prize for economics which he has won with esther duflo and michael kramer esther duflo and professor banerji have written this book good economics for hard times esther duflo also happens to be professor banerji's wife thank you for speaking to the quin sir so speaking of hard times uh, how bad is the condition of the indian economy i don't think anybody knows i think there's different markers one of them is sort of you could the government puts out a growth rate um another one the government also puts out the nss data look at the nss data average consumption has not gone up since 2014 15 it's gone down steadily that's unusually that's a new that's unusual it almost never goes down so it's uh I think there's enough reason to be concerned, even if nobody knows whether it's really bad, it's a little bit bad, or not bad at all. I think there's, you know, there's difference of opinion, uh, but I think that some of the, the most obvious markers, like for example, the investment rate is very low, and in credit offtake has been slow, and this NSS. consumption which is an independent data source also seems to suggest you know incomes are not growing so i would say this is certainly enough evidence to make us worry so in your chapter the end of growth you have tried to answer the question why firms in india aren't growing to the extent that they should uh, could you explain why this might be happening i think them there might be many reasons but one of them that one should worry about is that the financial sector isn't it, it doesn't target firms that are you know have a high potential it seems like you know uh, uh, the evidence we looked at performance of of the firm doesn't seem to influence how much credit it gets so this may also be that some of these people just don't want to grow their businesses but i, I think there's a It's an interesting puzzle that you know Indian firms are small and they don't really grow. Meaning, they they start at a particular size and stay there. In the U.S. you see most firms are it's an up or out world. Firms either grow fast or they shut down. The financial sector you have in fact spoken of it as one of the main culprits behind uh, the present mess. Uh, you have written that indian banks are famous for trying to avoid lending to anyone except uh, blue chip borrowers how can uh, one set this right what is the fix for this well there's there's already bunch of fixes put in place for example there's a priority sector lending targets so banks are required to lend um, 40% of the portfolio to the priority sector and that's one one instrument that does probably help a little i suspect that it's also the the fact that the if there's default in a public sector bank the cvc the central vigilance commission is empowered to investigate that's a pretty scary thing so if i were a bank officer 
would I really want to take a lot of chances? No, because it's asking for trouble. I think the fact that these banks are regulated through this very statist apparatus is probably a problem. You know, the, the CVC, you know, people should be allowed to make mistakes. When you say that the Vigilance Commission will come and investigate any loans that have gone bad, then you are really putting the whole weight on kinds of vigilance kind of things. In, do you think this, is there an atmosphere of state terror that uh, is affecting the economy? I think it's state terror, I don't know that's going on. But I think people are worried about taking decisions. Bureaucrats seem to be a little worried about sticking their neck out. What is your opinion, sir, on the micro-targeted interventions like PM Kisan, like uh, Ujwala? Well, I think the question of PM Kisan is, in some ways, it's meant to be a replacement for another micro-targeted intervention, which was the use of the support prices. And I think the support prices and the fertilizer subsidy and the power subsidy are all worse ways to help the Kisan than directly giving them some cash. So, in general, I'm sympathetic to this way of moving away from sort of input and output-based subsidies. So, in the book, you have said that, uh, let's be clear, tax cuts for the wealthy do not produce economic growth. But in India, recently, we had a corporate tax cut of 35% to 25%. In the US, I think the Trump administration has been quite fond of that approach. Uh, despite there being clear evidence of it not helping, why do governments go for these kind of measures? Well, partly because I think while the evidence is clear, it's not necessarily well known. That's part of the reason we wrote this book, to make that evidence well known. It's, it's a lot of people believe that, you know, it must be that taxes provide incentives and people, it, it, it increases the growth rate. I think the fact, it's actually striking how little evidence there is in favor of that view. And, but I don't think people know the evidence. And it's probably also the case that Trump is perfectly happy to, you know, claim whatever he wants to claim to do things he wants to do, like rewarding himself. Staying with the Trump administration, and you've also touched upon it in the book, that they seem to be following this dichotomous policy of uh, protectionism on one hand and then tax cuts on the other. What is it? Is it if how is it affecting the American economy? Is it help, is his measures helping in any way? It's a hard to tell because you know so many things happen all at once. There is no particular reason to think they would help. I mean, in particular. Uh, the trade war with China is probably not great for many groups in the U.S. It's doing something, it's changing things. Um, I suspect the tax cut made the rich richer. That's usually what Trump wants to do in any case. So, so you've written uh, in the first chapter of your book, uh, in India and other countries, the public conversation often ends up becoming a slanging match between left and right. Uh, I mean, you seem to be caught in the crossfire 
ever since you've come here, you have Piyush Goel saying things that, you know, your vision was rejected by the people of India. You have Rahul Sinha of uh, the BJP making quite unsavory remarks about your wife and your personal life. So, I mean, did you expect that your work would get these kind of responses? What do you, how do you respond to this? I, I don't. There's no, I mean, you can't, you, I, I tend to operate under the assumption that you should expect the best of people. I don't, I don't see a, I'm neither able nor willing to get into slanging matches. Obviously. You've written that economists often have to face the reality that the, their assumptions are very different from what the public's assumptions are. Uh, how does one deal with this? And also, according to you, what are the main ways in which the public's assumptions would be very different from yours on, uh, on what issues? Sir? So, I think how does one deal with that? One reason we wrote this book is to try to help people understand and when we say things, there's a logic and some really detailed evidence behind it. Whereas often it seems like economists are seen as being oracles, they, they pronounce, they say things. We're trying to partly be much more pedantic, explain why certain things work. So hopefully some people will read that and say, okay, fine, now I believe you a bit more. And then one place where I think there's a big divergence is the public actually believes that most people respond very strongly to incentives. We talked about the fact that there's little evidence that people respond strongly to incentives. So public believe that if I'm a poor, in a poor country, I'm desperate to leave and go to a rich country. To be honest, people don't move, even in, in, inside India. You know, people might go to the city for a temporary job or something, work in real estate, but they go home. It's very, people are actually pretty, pretty careful before they move permanently. But uh, despite their, uh, despite people's unwillingness to move, uh, there is this uh, sort of bogey that is created that, you know, uh, the poor migrants are coming from Bangladesh or in the West. You have migrants who are coming from uh, the Middle East and from uh, Muslim countries or from Eastern Europe. So why, I mean, if people are not actually moving to the extent they are, as you are saying, or is it the case? Yeah, so I think partly that's, uh, we try to make the point that people believe the theory more than the facts. They think people respond to incentives, so they must come here since they are poor. I think it's a, and yet if you look in the US, most Americans, after they lose their jobs, don't live, lose, leave, leave where they lost their jobs, which is part of the reason why this job loss is such a big problem. Because if they had left and taken a job somewhere else, you won't have this concentration of poverty. Congress ki jo scheme thi, kaha jata hai ki उसमें आपने काफी उन्हें उन्हें मदद की थी स्कीम को बनाने में आपकी भूमिका क्या थी इसमें और जो फाइनल प्रोडक्ट निकला क्या आप उससे इत्तेफाक रखते हैं क्या आप उसे एग्री करते हैं तो मेरा भूमिका खास तौर से यही था कि उन्होंने उन्होंने काफी इसके 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 डिजाइन में 
कई नंबर्स की ज़रूरत था और मुझसे पूछा गया था कि आपको पता है कि ये ट्वेंटी परसेंट और बॉटम ट्वेंटी परसेंट इसका मैक्सिमम इनकम कितना होगा और इस इनमें इनके एवरेज इनकम कितना है इस तरह के कई चीज़ें हमसे पूछा गया था और मैंने वो डेटा निकाल के दे दिया ख़ास इसके फाइनल डिज़ाइन में मुझसे नहीं पूछा गया अपने आप वे लोग तय किया अगर मौजूदा मोदी सरकार आपकी राय मांगे कि इससे कैसे निपटा जाए और इस मंदी से कैसे निकला जाए तो आपकी आपका क्या मशवरा रहेगा क्या एडवाइस रहेगी अगर मैंने पहले तो थोड़ा सा और चर्चा करूँगा क्योंकि मेरे अभी मेरे यही चिंता है कि यहाँ डिमांड की कमी है लेकिन अगर इसके इस पर थोड़ा सा चर्चा भी करना चाहिए अगर डिमांड की कमी है तो गरीबों के पास और पैसा पहुंचना चाहिए कि एक ही पी किसान में छः हज़ार की जगह बारह हज़ार दिया जा सकता ऐसा कुछ करना करना चाहिए न्याय किस्म की स्कीम चल जाएगी आपके हिसाब से नए के नए के किस्म के नए के एक बहुत बड़ी प्रॉब्लम थी कि वो उसमें वो बॉटम ट्वेंटी परसेंट को वो वे लोग एक फिक्स्ड अमाउंट दे रहे थे तो इसके वजह से जो नाइनटीन परसेंट में है वो शायद थर्टी नाइन परसेंट में पहुंच जाएगा और बहुत लोग इस इस पे नाराज होने का क्षमा होना था तो मेरे ख्याल से अगर वे लोग ये ये अभी अभी पावर में आए थे तो वो लोग इस स्कीम को थोड़ा सा बदलना शायद जरूरी होता तो प्रोग्रेसिव स्कीम होता था कुछ ऐसा तो करना पड़ता करना पड़ता वो वो स्कीम जैसा था वो अभी मेरे ख्याल से इम्प्लीमेंटेबल नहीं था थैंक यू सर फॉर स्पीकिंग टू द क्विंट वी रियली होप पीपल रीड योर बुक एंड गो थ्रू द सोल्यूशन यू हैव टू ऑफर